so you got into university, you did everything right. What to do now? Well, hello there, people from the planet Earth. It's Jupiter, and welcome back to this wonderful podcast called Jupiter Says Hi. So, I know you missed me. No, I'm joking. Um, I didn't even miss myself, but um, thank you so much for tuning in, tuning in again. I'm already messing up. Congrats, Drew. Um, thank you so much for tuning back in. This is season two of Jupiter Says Hi. I know I left you in an empty uh, spot back in season one. I only did four episodes. Forgive me. I was really busy trying to get into university. You know, in fact... I was so busy and so dedicated that I did get in. So thank you so much for everybody who supported me um, throughout this journey. It's been something. <laughs> and I'm glad that everything worked out because um, now I'm coursing that one course that I really wanted to do called Language and Literature. And I'm really, really glad and I'm really, really happy with my choice. I just... We're just done with the first semester. Um, everything went amazingly great. I'm so glad that I made this choice, and I'm so happy that I got in. And I noticed that as a freshman, um, you get in with a lot of questions, and not necessarily the questions uh, you expect. I mean, you do get in with that impression that maybe that wasn't a good choice, that maybe... Uh, joining university isn't for you, and that's absolutely normal, because that leads to the questions that I'm going to try to answer here today, and it comes with, like, what the hell is my schedule? Like, how does this thing work? Um, what's going on? I don't understand. What is a article? <laughs> what? How do I research? Like, it, it's not like Googling. So what is it? What should be my sources? Wikipedia? No, probably not. So what should I do? What What is it that I should do as now an academic? And I went through those questions in the first few months. Um, I still have questions. Um, but I guess, you know, you, you get the hang of it. University is pretty damn cool. Um, you meet some so many wonderful people, especially uh, in such a big university as the one I'm in that is federal, it's public. Um, you get to meet a lot of different people from a bunch of different places and a, a bunch of different backgrounds. And it's wonderful and it's scary, and but it's great at the same time. It's really cool. And I'm glad that I got this opportunity because the friends I've been able to make um, through this first semester are so wonderful. They're such wonderful people. And I'm so glad that um, they are in my life. And I'm glad that they're living through this experience with me because this is the first thing I think you should remember when you join universities that you're not alone uh, in this new experience, in this new world, because in fact, most of the people who are with you in your freshman year and in your classes, they're there for the first time as well, and they're trying to get a hold of it, they're trying to grasp what it's supposed to be, 
And honestly, it's it's such a wonderful it's such a wonderful gift to be able to have these people with you because they they're going through the exact same thing. So you're not alone in this new world and this new experience. And I think that's really reassuring, really great, and I'm so glad. Um, but yeah, you're not alone in it, and you got a bunch of people who are in the same boat with you, um, trying to grasp what this reality is what it is that makes it so different and I'm going to tell you this and and call it point blank this life in university is so different from the life in high school in fact it's so different it's like high school never happened no I'm joking but kind of in the same way because it's so different especially for someone like me who comes from a a uh, private school. Uh, it's so interesting to see people from so many different places all at, in one with the same interest as you. Because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, living in this bubble of like richer people and stuff like that kind of, you know, um, kind of keeps you in this, like, I don't know how to say this, but it kind of traps you, that's the word I was looking for, it traps you inside this world thinking that there's no one outside of your, of your economical circle that can like the same things as you, and trust me, you are very, very wrong, in fact, literature is not an elite thing, um, and we should this we should take out this myth that culture and literature and music and art is an elitist thing because uh, it's so wonderful how much art has an impact in people's lives and I'm so glad that it does. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. Okay. Tangents, uh, welcome back to Judas as I, this is the thing here. Uh, but no, it's incredible. And I feel like, you know, high school didn't have that to offer. Like these wonderful experiences. And that's one thing that scared me at first when I joined uh, university. We had the freshman week, which was a week that uh, teachers from a course would introduce the course and introduce how it worked and the university and everything and it was great it was useful it was a whole week of of getting to know the place but it wasn't enough in a sense of you know we we knew some things but we didn't know what what was the essence of what we were doing and uh, of course uh, once you start taking lessons and you start, you know, the whole academic routine, it becomes a little more obvious, um, which is great, but it takes some time for that to happen. And don't feel bad about it if you can't grasp it so quickly because it's normal. Um, you know, our, our veterans tried to, or vet, veterans, or seniors, Jesus Christ, um, they tried to kind of explain to us they were super welcoming, super welcoming. They made a, a WhatsApp chain group text, a text, oh, oh my God, it's crazy. Uh, and they, you know, started giving us tips, talking about teachers and 
subjects and, and reassuring us in, in the best way possible. And I'm really grateful for it. They were really nice. And I, I hope we can pass on this tradition to new freshmen next year as well. Um, but it's wonderful to to have these people who support you, although it's still not the same thing as truly experiencing what you need to experience. And it's so interesting how much independence they give you right off the bat. Now, obviously, they assume that everybody that is in university has gone through shit a load of things in high school and, and is able to be responsible and mature. But um, we see some difficulties in some people, obviously, uh, if you're not used to such independence and such uh, unreliability, you might get lost a little. But I guess they assume that you're already kind of like used to some sort of independence and responsibility. And, I'm, and that's great, although it can be quite stressful. Um, but, you know, I feel like we get the resources we need to do the things that we need to do, but it's, it's just, this is becoming really confusing. Let's get back to the point. Um, so one thing that they tell us right off the bat, and this is crazy, I think that this is something that should have been thought of about, but I mean, I'm not the one who decides things, right? Um, but they tell us about research and publishing uh, academic articles and, and essays and stuff like that. And they, they tell us how much that is um, great for us because it gives us credit and a lot of credit, in fact, for our curriculum. And, you know, it, it's good for the university as well and because it gets more funding from the government if, you, if we publish more research papers. But honestly, I think it's really difficult to find a freshman who knows what it is like to research, to write an academic essay, to read a theory, and to, you know, be in the scientific world, because it's so different from high school, because in high school, everything is kind of handed out to you. Um, your teachers give you all chewed up everything on those beautiful slides and really cool handwriting on the board. And then you get to university and they barely write down things for you. They talk a lot and they give you a bunch of things to read before class. And it's, it, it is kind of like, it's stressful and it's scary. Um, and it's, oh my God, it's, <laughs> Oh my god, it's insane. And it but it, it it's something you get used to, but in the beginning it's really hard cuz you're not used to it. You're not used to reading really heavy theory, like theory to the core um uh, about whatever you're studying. And I feel like with uh more like physics or like mathematics, this should be a little easier cuz it it's not much about like creating ideas but it's about like understanding ideas in an exact way the problem with have we have in in our field in human sciences is that everything we read everything we study is 
a 110% questionable. Even the theory from the most respectable scientists of the field is 110% questionable. And that's the issue, because we read this theory. We may not, or we may agree with it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. We get to class. We should have read it in the first place. We get to class, and we have to debate it using... Uh, something concrete. So, for example, I had a theory of literature class this semester, or literary theory, and uh, we had to read a bunch of theory, obviously. And our teacher would give us the theory. So it could be an article or an excerpt from a book or whatever it was, and then she would give us a literary uh narrative to read is like a short story or maybe a full-on novel we had to read a few so that we can apply the knowledge we acquired from the theory to it <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds in fact it's really really difficult when you're not used to such heavy duty theory uh in general and it's it's scary and it's insanely um depressing when you seem to not understand the theory you're reading but uh it's something you get used to it's really hard on people even if you were used to hard reading um it's still really hard to understand theory even if you're like in your fourth year of university sometimes it can still be hard i guess but in the beginning it's, it seems impossible and i swear to you it's not um, if it were impossible, uh, people wouldn't have degrees. So, there is that. But, uh, theory reading is something that really got to us uh, way quicker than it should have. Um, but it, it's something it's something that you get used to. It's great. Um, and then there is this thing of, like, research. Research is like, it's something that you get kind of um, out of instinct, like instinctively, because you kind of, you know, learning from theory and doing stuff for lessons, uh, you get used to looking for articles on the internet, like on Google Scholar. Um, you have that, uh, a huge gamma of articles that you can read uh, in their full extent. Uh, that's a good th the good thing about theory in articles is that you most likely don't have to pay for a whole book. You can just read it off online because it's science and it's research. And, and you kind of get used to the idea of not Googling and going to a random website like Wikipedia to find answers. You get used to reading articles, <laughs> full-on articles about anything you want to know. And to me, that's absolutely wonderful. I really like the idea of reading articles for a bunch of things because it makes me feel more more integrated, I guess I could say, because it, it makes me feel like it's more trustworthy. Um, and it, it makes me feel like I'm supporting my own community in a sense. So it's great. And you get used to that academics and everything. And you get used to talking to your professors about doing research and about looking for 
uh, ways to research something or theorize something. And, and and you get used to the idea of going to your library, believe it or not. If you're not if you weren't used to going to your library at your high school or your middle school, you're definitely gonna grow really close <laughs> friends with your librarian because um, it really is something that you you acquire because it it's so expensive to buy all those books that they want you to buy obviously I have colleagues who have money for that every time a teacher is like oh you guys should read this they they get to the classroom with the fucking book uh so that's annoying but it's fine um but it, it it's fun because you you get this different vision of the world and and of science you start valuing it I guess a lot more because in in high school specifically, um, we look at all those theories and all those things and we're like, this is so worthless. These people did this like hundreds of years ago. This is so stupid. I don't even understand how they did it. I just know what they did, what they found. And it's so annoying because I, I don't know why I'm learning this. And then you get to university and you're studying something you want to study, hopefully Hopefully, you're studying something you want to study. And you, you become interested in finding answers to things and it's or uh, finding new answers to things. And it's so cool. And I, I grew interested in topics I didn't think I would because I, I got into this course, Languages and Literature, um, for literature specifically, I remember I didn't know what linguistics was. I didn't want to know what it was. My interest was fully on literature. And then I got in <laughs> and I started having linguistics lessons and it was so wonderful. I fell in love with it. And now I'm actually considering instead of becoming a literature teacher, becoming a forensic linguist. What? I know it, it's crazy and and, it, and it's something that's so cool the fact that you can enjoy uh, what you're studying in the full extent obviously it doesn't happen with everybody sometimes you join the course thinking it's something and it's not and then you get frustrated and that's normal but uh, the coolest thing is that if you're really dedicated to it and you really enjoy um, what you're living and you really take it to the to the fullest extent and you take it seriously um you fall in love with it so easily and so deeply um it's kind of scary because <laughs> it's all you talk about i sometimes meet up with my high school friends some are still uh studying to get into university some are already in as well but none of my friends, none of my high school friends are doing the same course as me. So talking about it, uh, my friends tell me they they can see how passionate I am. They can see how much I like it because of the way I talk about it. Because it, it really is almost everything I know to talk about. My university, my lessons, uh, what I study, the theory I read. And it's so cool, and I'm so glad. It's such a great experience, and I, I hope everybody gets to experience this as well. Because, you know, besides all the, the friends and the wonderful family that you, you get to make in university, because 
you're sticking together for uh, five plus years. Um, besides that, you get to learn so much about something you love a lot. And, and to me, that's just, that's just a blessing. Uh, you know, I, I can't picture myself doing anything else in any other place because it's just so wonderful um, to be where I am today. And I'm really grateful that I, I fought to, to be where I am and that I, I, I studied hard and I, I got where I am because it's so wonderful. It's such an amazing place, amazing experience, amazing people, amazing professors, obviously, one or two are absurdly annoying, but besides that, um, you know, if if you take, there are way more pluses than minuses, and I think that's what truly matters. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, like, the way professors handle their classes. Obviously, it's so different from school, because high school is, like, the school controls what professors say or not, uh, and then the professors have to, the teachers have to use the curriculum from the school and, and teach. What happens in universities is that they do have this curriculum in their departments, but the professors can do whatever they want with the subject as long as he follows a certain theoretical pathway they can do whatever they want and I think that's wonderful so every teacher has a different style um, even of evaluation so some subjects only have one test some have two some have a test and an extra project some have two projects and no tests uh, some topics even have three projects and a test. It really depends on the professor and what they're teaching. Uh, trust me, they know what they're doing. Um, it, I know it seems so crazy and it seems like so disorganized and you're like, Jesus Christ, what am I going to do? How am I going to keep track of all of these things? First of all, you usually don't have anything more than eight subjects per semester this including the uh elective ones um so just so you have an idea this semester i had four subjects uh, i was supposed to have two more from the english department but i didn't because I, I advanced a little bit so uh, technically i would have six subjects and this is like already too much for the university experience so you have few professors per semester you don't have as many as 15 as you probably used to have in high school not 15 but um 10 12 even 15 if you studied at a school kind of like mine like a cram school or something like that but in, in university, it's common that you don't have as many professors, you don't have as many topics, but you do have lasting classes. In fact, classes can last up to two hours. I'm not joking. Two hours straight out of class um, on the same topic. And it's, it's heavy duty. It's heavy theory. It's heavy testing, but it's it compensates for the number of subjects you have. So you have less subjects, but a lot more theory and a lot more to uh, grasp. So it's really interesting.
Now, your professors know that it's tough um, because you don't have many subjects, but you do have a lot of theory and a lot of studying to do, and they know that. So sometimes they give you uh, ways to get extra credit by the end of the semester. Sometimes um, they will uh, help you with an extra project for more grades, or sometimes they will even, even give you a substitute test if you want to get your grades up, uh, which is really cool. Um, but it, it varies from teacher to teacher. I have wonderful teachers. Um, there's one, there are one or two that I don't like very much because they seem disorganized and it seems like they don't really know where they want to get with their subject and that's understandable because they've been doing it for so long and so many years that sometimes they want to switch it up but they don't know how exactly but they have already switched it up like my professor this semester of Portuguese language number one she uh, decided to change the bibliography. Jesus Christ, that's a hard word. Of the of the subject, like on the first day of class, which she hadn't even read the book she asked us to read. She read us. She read it along with us. Just so you have an idea. So at first glance, it seems so disorganized, so out of line, and so illogical. So, you know, just completely crazy until you get a grasp of what they're doing there. They're producing knowledge. All right. This is this is what we're going to talk about now. How, what truly is university and what this experience is supposed to be? I'm just going to do a quick like music pause because I can only record 30 minutes max which is really annoying so I'm going to do a quick pause and then I'm going to come back and talk about how university is completely different from what you probably heard it is so see you in a few seconds so thanks for listening to that little break thingy I know it's annoying, but it's part of the game. Uh, but I was talking about how university is, is a place where you produce knowledge. This is what university is for, um, especially some, a place that's called a university. Uh, it's a place where you produce knowledge and not, not just teach, not just study. It's where you, you make things happen. In fact, you do research. You publish things. You translate books. You you know, it's so crazy how many things happen in a university. And I was talking about this on the, on the first blog. Um, it's so insane how what happens in university is um, so different. Because, you know, your professors are not there just to teach. They're there to teach as well. But they're also there probably doing research because usually in universities, in big universities, the professors are exclusive. So they teach a certain subject, but they also do research. They have their own chair at the university and all that jazz. So they're there to produce content as well. So at first, to me, it seemed 
absolutely insane that my professor was not had not re read the book and she read it along with us to discuss it but you know when you you truly grasp this idea that you're not there necessarily to sit down sit your ass down hear a professor talk read a few books and that's it and you get your degree and you lay and you leave and you get a job if you understand that university is not just that it can be that but it can be so much more it can be the place you produce the scientific research of your life um, because the universities fund research they have their research lines that you can use and you can take advantage of they have um laboratories where you can practice what you're there to do um, what you're going to do with your degree later so to me for example i want to be a teacher so i'm gonna uh i'm gonna have laboratories and where i have students and i have theory and i have didactical materials that i can use to teach in university, I don't even need to find another place to do it because university, my university makes all of that available to me, which is absurdly, absurdly helpful, um, especially for people who move out of a city uh, to study. It's so useful because you get to do it all in university, no extra payment. Sometimes you even get paid to do uh, what you're doing, working uh, in university or doing research and it's so fun and it's so different it's it's you you schedule your own things you decide you know I want to get in this project or I want to do this project or I want to do research on this you can do that uh, with the support of your university if you want to you can find a professor who can uh, give you orientations and you can do yourself the way you want to and it's so cool and it's so great and and I'm so glad because university is such a different place it's the place where you either find yourself truly the person you were looking for in high school or you completely lose your shit because sometimes people get into university thinking you know it's gonna be just like high school especially a public university, people are like, yeah, it's going to be easy. Professors don't give a fuck. I'm just going to get my degree and live my life. And it's not like that. And you get there and you need to do all this shit. And, and you go crazy because you don't, you feel like it's not for you. In fact, even me, I do feel like that place was made for me. But at the same time, I feel like I shouldn't even be there. I feel like I'm doing something wrong by being there. I feel like I don't deserve to be there. I feel like that's not my place. I feel like I won't survive with all the research thing and all the topics and all the theories. Sometimes it's overwhelming, absurdly overwhelming. But I know that that place is for me and that I'm supposed to be there. And that degree is mine in five years. I know that. Because I feel at home when I'm there. I have met these people that make me feel at home. But I also learned these things that are making me feel at home. Because I expected something from the course. But I got something a hundred times better. And that might not be your reality. And if it's not, I'm so sorry that maybe you made the wrong choice. Maybe you chose something because of your family. You thought you would like it and you didn't. And I'm sorry. That you had to go through that because it sucks. 
it absolutely sucks that you're in there and you're not doing something you like and you think that place is not for you because you're doing something that you don't understand, that you don't want to understand, that makes absolutely no sense. And I'm so sorry that maybe that's the experience you're getting from this place. But try to make the most out of it because this because university has so much to offer. You can do so much in there that there is almost zero excuses for you to give up on it. And it's overwhelming. It's stressful. Sometimes I feel like quitting. I'm not going to lie. But then I remind myself, this is what I want to do. This is what I wanted. This is what I'm fighting for. If I want to have the career that I want to have in the future, this is what I need to go through. And maybe I'll change my mind in the middle of the way and I'll decide to go to another pathway. But it's not like I'm, all that I've done till now, it's going to be thrown away. Because all of that is useful to the university, to your course, to your professors, to yourself. All of that is absolutely useful. Because my university is public, we also share our services with the community. So it's not just for me. It's not just for my professors, my colleagues. It's for the population as well. Everything we do in there is affecting the people outside those walls as well. Be it uh, ex-students or students-to-be or never-been students, um, everybody is being affected by what we do in there because their fundings go to us. But not only that, but because research is important, absolutely important, especially in a country like Brazil that has such little scientific development and such dumb, dumb people. I've talked about it here, how Brazilian people seem to get dumber and dumber because our government doesn't give a fuck about public education, doesn't give a fuck about universities, public universities. They want to end us. That's what they want to do. They're cutting off fundings for us, for schools, for public schools. They want to take away our freedom of speech. They want to take away studies that are so important but are considered misleading to the public. Misleading to the public. They are admitting to themselves that our education doesn't qualify great professionals. Universities are great. They offer a lot. They have a lot to, to improve on. They're missing a lot. I know that. But if you take basic education, especially high school, Students get out of high school as dumb as they came in because they are not taught to think for themselves. They are not taught to grab a book in the library right across the street and read it and understand it and debate it. They are not taught to do that. And if you don't tell them to do it, they won't do it because they can't think for themselves. They need someone else to tell them what to think, tell them what to do. This is something that is not being ignored. It's celebrated. Our government 
loves it. Our government loves that people can't understand a thing that they read or they listen to because they're dumb and they don't want to know. Because they think science isn't important. And I'm in there producing knowledge. I'm producing science so I know that that's where I need to be. And if you're lacking inspiration and you're lacking motivation, think about how much your work, as little as it may seem, will influence someone in your community. <sighs> Rambling. I kind of vented a little bit. I got really upset. Uh, it's just politics isn't good right now. We can talk about that in another episode. You could like, no, I like to talk about that. But seriously, university is wonderful. And, uh, you know, it, trust me, you will get support from at least one person in there to do your thing, to survive it, and to get your degree in a few years' time. Um, so, I guess this is it, I hope. Um, this wasn't too much rambling and too much repeating myself because I haven't done this in a while. Um, but as always, thank you so much for listening. And let me give you a few things. Song of the Week uh, is a Brazilian song. I might put a little segment of it. I don't know. It's called Apesar de Você. By a singer called Chico Buarque. It's an amazing song. It's been playing in my Spotify for the late, for the last like two months straight. I'm not joking. Um, I've been obsessed with it. It's a really great song. And it has a political thing to it, but it can also be very present, very sentimental, very personal. So um, it's basically a genius song. Um, and the book of the week, I think, is going to be Madame Bovary, just because we were talking about university and freshman year and all that, because this was the first novel I had to read for university to the fullest extent and analyze. So totally recommend that. I actually really like the book. Um, a lot of my colleagues didn't like it at all. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think everybody that studies psychology should read it. Just a tip. So, Madame Bovahi by Gustave Leba. Um, wonderful. If you can get your hands and you can understand the original French version, read it. It's wonderful. Um, I read it in English because I can't do French. <laughs> and I didn't want to read it in Portuguese, so I just I read it in English. I was like, yeah, I want to give myself that. Um, also, that's it? Yeah, I think that's it. Also, I want to recommend a movie. Because uh, I love movies. You know, I'm like a cinema obsessed. I think my last episode was about all about movies. But I want to recommend a movie that came out this year. It's called Us. And it's by wonderful director Jordan Peele. He directed another great movie called Get Out. It's another one that you should watch. But Us... Is so great. I can make a whole episode just about that movie because it's just so wonderful. Totally recommend that. Um, I'll go as far to say that is the new The Shining. All right. So yeah, it's a great movie. I liked it. I watched it. I watched it, and then I watched it again with my dad. And my, but my dad didn't like it because I didn't understand it, uh, and I had to explain the whole movie and all that jazz. But if you're able to analyze it while you're watching. 
uh, pay attention to every single detail, every single line, because everything matters to this screenwriting. It's wonderful. Watch it. If you have the opportunity to get your hands on it, watch it. It's wonderful. Uh, game. Also a game that I've been playing a lot called House Flipper. Um, I watched I watched little Simsy play it on YouTube and it got obsessed with it and now I'm playing it and I can't stop it. Um, it's kind of like The Sims but with uh, Minecraft vibes. I can't explain it but it's really great. Um, go check it out. Research uh, House Flipper by Lil Simsy and it's really it's really funny because she's she's really funny and really wonderful and I love her. Um, and I guess that's it. For today, for this week, I hope I will come back next week. I really want to, but it's tough because I do have time, but I, I don't know if I have anything to talk about. <laughs> so maybe I'll see you back next week, maybe not. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I know it's been a long time no see, but um, I'm glad to be back. This make, this does me really real good um, to talk about things with myself and then put them online it sounds so wrong but thank you so much for tuning in to jupiter says hi but now i'm saying bye